Sons of Dangon. Dangon! Hello everyone and welcome to tonight's episode of the Fellowship of the Tabletop. We are a live play 5e podcast set in the disputed lands of the Verandian jungle but we're now in the great city of Dashkalray in the magical homebrew world of Erith. My name is Darren and I'm going to run some D&D for you. These are the Shadow Men Tales. With me tonight we have playing the human ranger McBenner Will. What up? Playing the Dragonborn Rogue Syngar we have Mark. I'm the only one that hasn't been given a present yet. Woe is me. Playing the <laughs> bugbear druid Chungus Bongwater with our one-shot extraordinaire Wilbot. I've got a feet. Fuck you. Playing the hobgoblin wizard Ukabara, we have Danny. My god. My god. My god. By no means least. Playing my gar, I mean Drago. Playing the dragonborn paladin Drago, we have Ian. What? Oh. Thank you very much. And ladies and gentlemen, I can feel your despair, but despair not, for he is back. He is back, and he is epic with his voiceover. And oh, I thought you meant Callum. I thought, I thought you were D. Oh, yeah, Callum's Callum, still man. not here, BT Dubs. But anyway, epic voiceover yeah. guy's back. <laughs> Previously on the Fellowship of the Tabletop, our brave party snoozed while Ukabura was at the top of the mountain contemplating the memories of the Goblin King's kin bodies they had found within the jungle. Joined by Ren, who was masquerading as a bugbear, Ukabura sort of shrugged and genuinely disregarded Ren's questions. Ren then decided to stick around, ask questions, and, you know, be that annoying teenager that she is. Ukabura received three memory stones. These stones containing the important memories and gifts of memory. And within them, three feats for our three caster friends. Meanwhile, down at the inn, the rest of the party awoke and had breakfast, a continental breakfast of croissants and sylvan berry muffins. It was lovely. Realising that Wren had gone on her own into the city, McBenner decided maybe we should go find her, because, you know, what could happen? The party travelled to the top to the mountain and found a lift where Soul Reaver explained what they were going to see. On the lift, a bard played some lift music. It was lovely. Reaching the top, they saw the memory forge. And standing before it was Ren, her hands placed upon the stone. Drago joined her and entered her memories, where she saw little Ren and little Robin. Eventually, the memories merged, and we saw the last passing words of Robin and Drago before Drago returned to the Sword Coast. Awakening from memories, a bow appeared, and Ren went down to gift this bow to McBenner, who was a little bit speechless, and there was a baby crying in the corner. It was very strange. Meanwhile, Drago and Syangar high-fived over the memory stone, and now we see what happens. I wish we did. That would have been epic. Eiffel towered it. <laughs> Eiffel towered the memory stone. 
As that sounded always. so good, Will. You should get inspiration. It, it did. Uh, I, I don't think you actually spend the inspiration that I give you, but it is. I do occasionally, to, normally for like really inconsequential roles. To be but... fair, for like a lot of these role playing ones, we we seldom need the dice because you're all just absolutely on point. Wait, didn't I get inspiration last time for my Kratz impression? Yeah, you did. You did. You did. Congratulations. Yeah. Just you get an inspiration. You get an inspiration. Just hand them out. Can I have an inspiration, um, Darren? Um, no. do something to earn it. That, that's, I gave you a lift home from work. Oh, that's <laughs> you did give oh, me a lift snap. home. Oh, snap. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Have a decent. <laughs> <shit. laughs> yeah, yeah. Good yeah. shout. Yeah. Good oh, shout. Well played. Good shout to bring well the real world into the D and D world. <laughs> Where we left off, our two dragonborns were concentrating up upon the memory forge. They'd been plunged into a world of past memories, a, a particular joint memory of childhood of them both lifting up Dengon's deception into the air. Appeared before them both before they were plunged into a silhouetted world of silver. The wings of an ancient dragon, it seems, flying overhead. The altar in front of you has the hold for what appears to be a large sword, though is currently empty. What do you want to do? We're going to Drago and Syngar first, just, 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 just for fidelity. Uh, what the fuck just happened? Where, where are we? Are we still in the memory? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. This happened to Ren. So when we touched the big blue thing it seems we are pulled into our memories i don't know if they're they're just yours or mine or they're shared but that's where we are right now the silver um i assume is dragon related that would make sense i guess i mean you saw our father me and you lifting or trying to lift his sword uh, that's a memory I've long forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, same here. I, I don't know Perhaps. what we're supposed to do with it, though. Sangas is going to be kind of just looking around, uh, very kind of open-eyed and kind of slightly on edge about this whole thing. Yeah, and as you both glance around, suddenly the 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 plinth, the platform that should appear to hold some form of weapon which glows. And above you, you hear a deep, booming voice call out, Who are you? Do you want to take this one? No, I was going to say the same to you, actually. Um, um, uh, Drago. Uh, Sangar, um, so, yeah, yeah, Dragon Sangar, yeah. Um, sons, sons of, sons of Dengon, Dengon. That's what, yeah. And as you say that, what happens is a large silver dragon just swoops through the 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 silver skyline and just descends and lands around this weapon altar. It wraps itself around it concealing this altar with its tail it looks at you both and says 
do you both need a moment before I carry yeah, on? Please, Ian, yeah. why don't you go dig on? <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that we all ignored him. We all just yeah. let it hang. Oh, God, I was trying it to... It was the awkwardness of the situation. It was like, <laughs> Drago doesn't know what he's doing, so he's just standing there with arms open, just like, dang on. I was trying to think, just swallow, just swallow it down. No one else is laughing. Then I saw, uh, I saw the others go, and then, and then I was, uh, yeah, dang on. <laughs> It's like you go, ooh, ooh, ding on. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> We're at a rave. Oh. Anyway, sorry. And, and but the, because Darren being so serious as well, I was like, keep it I know, this, I know, this, I know. This I was is like, awesome. Swallow it, swallow it, swallow it. <sighs> dead puppies, dead puppies. Back in the room. That's what she said. This, yeah, I was like, I don't know how to read this. Do I carry on? Because this is actually quite a serious moment. Maybe yeah, we need exactly. to stop. No, like, maybe okay. we just need to like just let you go. <sighs> we talk, we talk, we chat high. We talk to high. We talk this weird. Ding on with them. It's not like my guard, but it's fine. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. <sighs> I'm good. Okay. The silver dragon glances down and looks at you all and takes you both in and says, Mine is a name and blood that is transmuted through the material worlds and into all kingdoms, including the one you call Erif. There are five of our order, great in their colour, descendants of Bahumut. Brass, copper, bronze, gold, and as you see, silver. Do you know who I am? Oh, oh, damn it. Damn it. It smiles at that and says, There are many of my line who have descended through the material planes. I am of the metallic bond and am not the one you call Tiamat. I instead give my ancestry and line to all who are born of my colour and walk the material planes known as Dragonborn. I came to the Material Plains myself many, many years ago. I walked these plains as a human. I met and fell in love. And from that union, all Dragonborn of the Silver Bloodline do flow. My name was taken by those echoes throughout history. In my mortal form, I did love and procreate henceforth and created all of the Silver Dragonborn, including you, ancestors of mine. I have returned to the astral plane, and now those of you, through the gifts of the first world and the essence of memory, appear before me. What is it that you seek? Can we ask for anything? You can ask. Anything that you are seeking? But me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And he'll turn to the uh, dragon and kind of bow his head a little bit in deference. And then our father once had a a mighty weapon. We seek combat in the coming days. Yeah, as you say that, that this breath, this cold breath that is, 
comes out of a dra- out of this dragon's nostrils that for anyone else would feel quite uncomfortable, but for, for the pair of you is strangely not that intimidating. It is it is part of your essence to be one with the cold. Bahumut once spoke of my desire to walk among mortals. He laughed at it. He gave it a name and named it after a name which I have carried myself onto the mortal plane and has been carried by generations of my ancestors. The name of your father. Bahamut called the tales of my walking on the material plane and as the tale pulls back, you see now set upon this ancient plinth the great sword that you both recognize. And as the tale pulled back, he called my walks on the material plane the tales of Dengon's deception. And you can now see quite clearly a reforged version of your father's sword embedded in it at the, the pommel, the silver essence of a memory rune. Drago, firstborn son of Dengon. You have already wielded this sword, have you not? Yes. Is it for you that the sword is seeked? No, I... I had my battles with this sword. I laid it to rest, to be taken up and wielded by another, who better than of my blood. Takes this in and the head glances over you and says... You'll find your strength and faith and fight in other forms now, it seems, disciple of Akiva. And what of you, lost wanderer? Is it for you now to claim your father's mantle? It was always that of my brothers. And he's going to look over to Draco. But if he says... What's best for us now is that I must wield it and carry my father's name, then I will do so. I can't say I can handle it with the same deference and same power that he did. And you'll look back to the dragon. But I will attempt, as I always have, to make my father proud and make my bloodline proud. So yes, it is for me, for the coming days, for the coming hours, and if it may stay with me, all the better. But if I may, must return it, then so be it. All I need is the strength to help me and my friends complete our mission, complete our task, and put to rest this revenge that drives so many of us. It takes that in, and the tail that has been rested in front of this of this great sword that looks like the reincarnated version of your father's sword, it pulls back and allows you to approach, should you wish to do so. Uh, Sango would kind of look over to Drago, like, is this a good idea, kind of look? I have no idea. (sighs) There's only one way to find out then. Do you want me to go or do you want to go? Uh, by all means. All right. Just stay back in case that thing, I don't know, 
turns into something unfriendly. And uh, Sangai's going to sheepishly slowly walk up, almost like he's thinking you're going to trigger like combat if you just one step, looking at the dragon, claw out, looking, goes to touch the sword, still just, you know, thinking something's going to go bad. And then something's going to overcome him, and it's a memory again of his own his own childhood, his own time at home. And it was a private conversation with his dad. He doesn't remember the words, but he remembers the smile his dad gave him as he allowed him at seven years old to just grasp the hilt of his sword. And he felt the power in the leather, the power in that in the in the hilt as he gripped it tight around his hand and thought, one day maybe this might be mine. And now that kind of same thought is returning to him again as he reaches out and, and now fully grown, uh, claw scratched, scarred with the battles of his life, and the memories of the, what has made him as he slowly and purposely grips tight, tighter than you normally would, uh, the sword of his father. And as you do that, the booming voice of the dragon says, The tales of Dengon's deception run through our bloodline. They run through my tales on the mortal plane, through to the forging of this sword, through to the ancestry, through your father, and passed down through you, through your brother who has wielded his own story, his own destiny with this sword. Now is the time for you Sayangar, wanderer and lost, be lost no more, and take your place in the tale of our bloodline, in the tales and legend of Dengon's deception. And as you reach out and touch the blade, the pommel starts to turn black, almost obsidian-like. And as you take it back, the memory rune in the bottom of it has turned almost like a, a, a jet black. This version of Dengon's deception seems to, to wield and morph to you. It maintains its constitution as a greatsword. However, some of the stats that it had from Drago, which were embedded in the power of rage and the power of the barbarian, they pass to you. And you feel them pass to a fighting style that you have mastered, the master of finesse, the master of death sneakery. First thing about this greatsword is that it feels right in your hand. And in the way with a packed weapon, a warlock can use their charisma modifier with this sword. It, it wields itself to you. And should you so choose, you can use your dexterity modifier instead of your strength modifier to wield this sword. In addition to this, the charges that used to allow for the auto crits under Drago, they have morphed and changed. This blade now has three charges. You can, on a sneak attack roll, choose to expend one charge to re-roll the damage of a sneak attack roll. So if you roll a one, you can expend one charge to re-roll that roll. Or you can expend all three in one go to deal maximum damage on your sneak attack rolls. That's so it. you can forego rolling and deal maximum damage for your sneak attack rolls. I've changed What's my mind. Mean? I want it back. <laughs> no, fuck off. It's mine. You're not getting it. Now give it here. It's got my name on it. My own, my precious. Obviously, damage with this sword counts as magical. And when you use any of the charges, you cannot re they do not recharge until you have completed a long rest. 
Awesome. And sorry, was there, was there any more? No, you have yeah, this blade in your hand. Cool. You have Not your problem. father's sword. I didn't need more. It was just you had an inhalation mm-hmm. of breath. I didn't want to interrupt nope. you. Um, and he would, you know, the, those stats would appear in his UI mm-hmm. um, in in Sangar's eye as he mm-hmm. kind of puts that in his inventory. Um, mm-hmm. But what would be seen is just this slow kind of, as he picks it up, thinking it's mm-hmm. going to be as weighty as he remembers it being. Mm-hmm. But as you say, it kind of morphs and changes slowly. It's much lighter than he remembers. And, he, and Drago would see him starting to kind of pass through these these rapid, almost dance-like maneuvers of the blade as he gets quicker and quicker. So it's almost a black blur. Well, is, the, is the blade black as well, Darren? Uh, yeah, well, it, as you move the blade, it's almost like in certain lights now that this, is a, this, is, this isn't the blade that was left on the Sword Coast by Drago. This is a memory-forged version of it. This is your connection with your father. And yes, this blade glistens black. And it has right, written down the pommel. It has written across that words in Draconic. And it says the power of brotherhood. And as you flip it over the other side, it says Shadowbane. Oh, good name, Darren. Very nice. Um, but yeah, he would he would have read that and then quickly just start going through kind of a number of moves, just kind of testing the blade out, moving it faster and faster until it just becomes almost a grey, flashing black blur of light around this hooded figure and moving through the actions. The blade almost disappearing under robes and coming back out, switching hands almost without, you know, without a single moment's thought, um, running through all that training he's done. And just this blade seems to just be an extension of his body. The same way one would reach out with a hand and pick something up. This blade just naturally kind of works with him. He doesn't even need to think about it. And he just kind of tests it through a number of moves. And then in a single movement, the, the, the sword's down in his hilt. And you just hear this clang as the gnarled, rusted short sword is uh, left on the floor. He'll just look down to it and nod spit and kind of gesture an image of thanks to the sword um, and then walk back to Drago. Yeah, that'll do, I think. Yeah, we're good. We're good. And as you say that, Syngar, your eyes flick open. You're at the top of the memory forge. You glance at your brother, expecting him to have joined you, and you see, almost like trance-like, his hand is still pressed to the forge with his eyes shut. Drago, you appear to still be in whichever realm you have been summoned into. And you hear behind you the faint clanking of armour. And what you hear and who you see will come to shortly. Back on the material plane, those of you who have been present to this at the bottom of the memory forge, is there anything that you would have said or have been doing in the time that these two have been praying on this forge up in front of you? I think Chungus would have been looking, you described last um, session, mm-hmm. the the halls where, not, not just necessarily the forge, but the halls where these mm-hmm. take place. I think Chungus would have been in awe um, and, and having a glance around that as well before making his way to Ukabura. Okay. Yep, you make your way over to Ukabura. I saw last night that... Well, at least I think it was you. Did everything work out? Yes. uh, I'm very tired, but we did all of the 
the rituals and the incantations and the memory of the memory runes. And uh, yes, great success, I believe. So you've, you've, you've got them then. You've, you got them for obviously the, the two goblin kin that you meant to come up here for, but you've also got the one that I gave you. Yes. As I said before, Kabura, I am very much in your debt. Thank you. Don't worry. You're the clan leader. I follow you. Oh. How's second in command sound? I don't think Kratz would like that. Oh, well. He can... We'll talk about it with Kratz when, the, when we get back down the hillside, I suppose. He's got his own quest, I think. Right now, maybe he'd be distracted. I'll take second in command, but I'd like to wear a hat. We can decide on uniforms when we get our banner sorted. Yes. We'll work it all out when we come back. That sounds good. Also, um, I may have given some advice, and uh, it might also be a bit awkward for other members of our traveling group. Um, I, uh, mm. You can say it. What's wrong? The little girl. As in Rin? Yes. Right. Apparently, they didn't want her to come along. And I said, you should do whatever the hell you want. Oh. Well, I mean, she's come this far. She's, she can make her own decisions, can't she? Exactly my thinking. Um, but just in case she's not for some reason we're not party to, able to make her own decisions, um, that might come back to bite you in the backside as our clan leader. Oh, right. Well, um, well I've also e- extended the, the invitation out. Well, I've not really told them yet, but... Um... I've extended the, the clan invitation out to the likes of McBenner and no. Drago and, and Sayangar. Um, and we'll, we'll see if they want to, to, to join us, but we'll, we'll talk about that, obviously, later as well. I really wish you hadn't. Why's that? I kind of... I thought it would be a goblin kin thing, you know? Like tradition. Well, I suppose we've sort of started breaking a bit of tradition, haven't we, over the last couple of days? Maybe you're right. Uh, nothing's confirmed. I haven't even asked the Look, if it's yet. numbers you're worried about, Kratz and I can procreate. Uh, oh, can you? Not together. <laughs> I'm suggesting <laughs> right. we find the means oh, to procreate. For a second there, I thought that you, I, I mean, I've, I, we've not really talked about it. <laughs> I'm all male. Ah, and I thought that he was too, but I mean, there's he can do some pretty cool wild shapes. I don't know whether something wild. Anyway, that, uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's an interesting point. Now, well, as second in command, obviously, I, I will pass all uh, ideas past you. Um, but yeah, it's food for. And I'll number. pass all bad decisions back up to you. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Thank also, you. I hate being liable. <laughs> Well, <laughs> the buck stops with me, I suppose. Um, we had a chat last night, Kratz, myself, um, and, well, uh, I'm, I think I'm going with Astrid from this point. I think Chungus has kind of come on this journey this far and he kind of motions towards if you have the memory runes kind of with you or visible he'll kind of nod towards him and say and that's i think where i'm gonna leave him so i'm gonna 
endeavor to be more confident and be the leader that you need, Okabura. But you like the name of Clan Bongwater also changed? I don't know. It's got kind of a ring to it, doesn't it? Yeah, or, or the Astrid clan, like, you're in charge, boss. Ah, oh, Clan Bongwater. Oh, it's got ties. Yeah, I think I think when, when people say Clan Bongwater out loud, I can see they're all kind of smiling as if they're kind of engaged with it. But yeah, we will go with that. All right, we're going with Astrid for now on. Well, for me personally, yeah, if you wouldn't mind. Of course. So, um... I have something for you, and I'll pass uh, Astrid one of the, the three um, Pokeballs I was given. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want the green one or the blue one or the, red, or the silvery red one? Preferably the one that uh, you, know, you made for me, ideally. Yes, I can't remember which color that was. It would be the green one. The green one. I'll give you the green one. Thank you. I'm going to give you Kratz's one as well. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I can, I can pass it on to him. It's not a problem. Um, taking the memory rune in my hand, what does it kind of look like? Is it like a... So it looks like it's been... It, it's like an, an offcut of like a, a raw diamond, for want of a better term. They, they glisten in certain colors. But it's said that they're connected to the great tree in front of you. The great tree itself has traversed the material plane. And as you... We discussed in the last episode, there is a duality to your existence, both spiritual and physical. What the memory room does is it takes a a, a shard from the astral plane. It takes a shard from the past and entraps it. And as you take that in your hand, and as you're saying this to Ukubara, suddenly something happens, Astrid. Something flashes in front of your eyes. You see yourself. You see yourself teaching druid class, druid druid craft. You see yourself making a flower blossom. You see Aztok, your brother. You're observing dinosaurs together. You're pointing out to him what they're called, some of their names, and you show him your favourite, an Allosaurus. And he says to you, if that's your favourite, big brother, it's also my favourite too. Learning to wild shape was something that you have a particular fond memory of. As you hold this stone, it's almost as if you being stood here at this point of a connection between the planes that you can see all of these quick snippets of memories. You can see yourself picking cards out of a deck. You can see yourself, your brother, giving you a complete pack, something that has been put together for you perhaps for some form of day of birth or something along those lines. You wild shape into an owl and come back down with a set of sylvan berries for you both. You both sit at the foot of this tree, eating these berries. Hearing his voice and seeing his face is is overwhelming and something that you never thought to do again. The final image is of something red flickering in the sky and descending towards the earth and the smouldering ruins of a campfire. And at that point, almost as if your own body is rejecting whatever it is is being added to that memory, you snap out and you know that the forging of the memory runes has been complete. 
and coming to the echoes of memory, coming up to these walls and being around these walls and allowing the room to talk, to talk to this hallowed place. It's a permanent point for you now to, to come and to remember Aztok, your brother. Um, and with that, he'll kind of just hold it very, very close to his chest. Um, having kind of lived back through that, and am I right in thinking this kind of this this tree that you described has it got some of the like other memory runes around it at all? Is it like a place where people? So the tree itself is just a, a, an ancient dark tree. The, the, the most notable thing from it are that there appear to be these stone drake dragon eggs hanging from it. The the runes itself seem to be ingrained in the floor and in the walls. The bits that aren't that haven't been cut off and forged, the, the 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 main connection you get to this thing you're clinging to your chest is is to these like war memorial like walls that have been installed. It, it seems to be that is what they talk to, and that's what is bringing on these visions. I'm with you. Um, so with that, he'll unbutton the leather pouch around his neck, kind of slip this rune within it, and once more just say. You're safe now, little brother. Uh, and he'll make his way to Ukabara and hug him. If he'll allow it. Hop right in. Just a really kind of big... I mean, he's a bugbear. He's got long arms. And like a really big warm embrace, just, just clinging on to, to Ukabara before leaving him be. Lovely. Thank you. While this is happening, Ren has moved over to McBenner. And so you've probably spoken to Drago, who's told you that he wants me to stay here. Burrow thinks I should go with you. We, I, I just don't know what to do. We did have a chat. And we talked about what your options were. And there are... There are things that Drago's considering, and it makes sense. Um, look, Ren, um, I could tell you, no, you shouldn't come. But you're going to do whatever you're going to do. And at the end of the day, you're the one that's going to take us where we're going and whether you decide to step into that portal at the same time is up to you. There's now all we can do about it. I don't know how the magic works, whether you're able to cast it so that we can get back through or not. So <laughs> you're going to do what you have to do. And if Drago is going to look after you either way, and, and so will I, at the end of the day, you've got to make your choice about what you think is the right thing to do. Sometimes doing that is not doing what you want to do, but what's best for everyone. If you think that being there is going to help and, and, and is going to be right by everybody else, then you're going to have to do what you think the best. Drago wants to keep you safe. In Drago's mind, the best place you could be is here. That keeps you out of danger. 
but it all comes down to you. She takes that in and says, he, I don't know what you've done, and I've heard you sometimes murmuring in your sleeps about oath-breaking and vows, and I don't want to press you on it. Lord knows I have no right to judge anyone, but, well, if the world you came from is no longer safe for you, you're welcome to come to sleep guard with us. I know, I know, well, I know Robin would like you, and I know he'd be happy that you've got that. So, it's right that oh. the bow should be yours. When I, when I went up there to try and summon it, it was it was for, it was with you in mind. So, oh, thank, thank you. What was it like making the memory? I got to see him for the first time in ages, and yeah. Um, if Part I go there one. and and oh, I die. I don't know if I can do that to I'm conflicted. If I go there and die, I don't want to put that on Drago that he has to Drago gave Robin a promise and But then on the other side I don't wanna to have to go I can't make my way across this country without him. I I need Drago, so I I feel my best place is beside him and because he's my best shot of of, of getting back to Robin, who needs me, who needs my help. I know that, and when, as I get my ability to cast my spells back, I can I can help him, and I can help this 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 this, this queen Helena, whoever she is, who, who he's apparently now giving his service to. I, I know I can do that, and I can't do that if I die at the foot of a frozen mountain. So, but also as well, it's not fair for me to ask Kratz or Kabara Chungus. I can't ask them to do these things and not do it myself, or or you for that matter. And, at the end of the day, Ren, when you've got to my age, you're living in the why. Yes, you might come on this mission and die. But equally, you might die tomorrow whether you go or not. There's no point doing something because what might happen, there's no point going, I'm not going to do that because I could die. You could die here. There could still be you and T here. You want to stop us from coming back or whatever. So, really, there's no reason to try and think into what could be. And instead, try and think about what is and what you can actually control. And everything else, you just have to deal with when it comes. If you don't come with us, what will you do when this is all over? <sighs> I don't know. If if we live, then maybe, yes. I mean... Going to sleep guard a different place. I mean, it's. I'm going to be a man who hasn't got a home anymore, whether I stay here or whether I go with you. I would go up there myself and do whatever you did and what Drago and Sangar are doing. But I don't know whether the memories that I'd be trying to see or 
leave behind whether they're welcome in a place like this. So, what happens after? We'll decide once we get there. Okay. And as the silence sits for a few minutes as you both contemplate that, she'll then say after a few minutes, um, thanks for thanks for what you've done for me so far. I appreciate it. Not done anything for you, Ren. You've done lots of things for yourself. Yeah, I have. And at that point, or a few minutes after that, you, you all, we, we catch up with where Cyangar was. Cyangar, you snap out of this trance, and you are now back in the material plane. Um, across your back, akin to where uh, Cloud wears it in Final Fantasy VII, is, is now the, the great sword um, of Dengon's deception, merged with the, with the essence of banishing shadows, flickering in light towards darkness. The name Shadowbane. You glance back at your brother and you glance down at the others and a confused, probably a, a look of confusion descends as you, as you're curious as to why your brother hasn't snapped out of this trance. What would you do? He would have a look and there'd be a moment of panic where he starts stepping towards Drago who's going to pull him off the um, side of the uh, plinth and away from, away from this, um, this memory rune, but <clears throat> He changes his mind, takes a few steps, writes himself and starts to understand that he's, there's obviously something still in there for him. Um, and it's not his place to, to remove him from that location. So he's going to take a step back and then feel up at the, at the, the nape of his neck to feel where the sword is and see how kind of almost without even needing to, it's almost like magnetized the, the sword come, the sword, the sword's hilt just kind of enters into his hand wherever he kind of puts it on his back. Um, the sword is kind of almost led by his mind. Um, check that's there, check the length of it on his back and then turn to the rest and um, kind of walk back over and uh, try and say as little as possible about what he's experienced. Okay. And as you make your way back down the steps, we'll descend into whichever plane across the ethereal astral world that Drago remains in. And Drago, the perilous silver remains, the sound of clinking armour, clink, 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 moves towards you. It's armour, it sounds familiar, it makes a familiar sound. You look up and see a figure emerging through the perilous ser- through the Perilous silver. Danny, who did he see? Claude. <gasps> Claude. Yeah, boy. I haven't heard that for a while. Hmm. I want Drago to have actually just said, yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> just uh, the two of you. Uh... I will, Claude will um, not stop for too long, continue walk, and immediately attempt to embrace Drago. Yeah, Drago opens up to that with a a slight um, intake of breath. 
just hold you there for a moment. And then once that moment feels like it's ending, I'm going still to... still smell like seaweed. I don't get to choose that here. You don't really have hygiene. Um, um, I'm going to just move you out to arm's length and I'm going to give you an almighty slap around the face. Ah! <laughs> oh. Would it kill you to do that to your damn brother? Oh. Yeah. I'm not the dragonborn I used to be. I would have raged hard at that. I don't... I don't disagree. <clears throat> um... Claude. Are you... Are you... Are you you? I am. Uh, hey, um... Listen. I never... Got chance... To, to thank you uh, for everything you did for me. You did. I heard every prayer you've sent since. Now, that brings me um, comfort. Why do you think you're Shit. doing here? Not here with me. Here... On this adventure. Oh, well, I mean, I got pulled back into Aerith again. Some world-ending feat is about to happen. No, I'm... I guess... Because I'm not done here. Whatever we did... There's things still to finish. You were pulled here. Because this is your reward. Um. My reward? Yes. You sacrificed so much. You changed so much to help Aerith. Now. You are able to have a second chance. With someone important. Ren? No. Ben. Sangha. I'm going to go to slap you again until you realize. Sangha, Sangha, you mean Sangha. Think of me, think of folly. We don't get this second chance. Lord, what are you doing? What are you doing to me? Hug your damn brother. Swallow that pride for a moment. You'll feel much better for it. Then go about being a stubborn little bastard. Uh, you know, being dead has, has made you a bit more fruity than normal. Yeah. I've got time. And all I'm doing is rooting for you. Yeah, it's good to see you again. And you. Is there any way we can change, like, 
from Akiva talking to me. Maybe you can get on the the horn every now and then. Do you want to know a secret? It was you all along. We've been one and the same since we met. Who? Wait. What? There's still so much about this I don't understand. Start by understanding or start by addressing what you do understand, and that's family. I hear you. So I'm going now. No, hang on. I assume I've seen some things in my life and I'm getting better at being a better dragonborn. There's no power I can learn that would bring someone like yourself back. There's something out there, I suppose. The thing is, I'm doing an awful lot of good being here. Yeah, that makes sense. And Folly, on like the other me. hand. No, Folly can... Um, yeah. He might have one last dance in him. Okay. Oh, we'll see where my road takes me. I never thought I'd be back here, to be honest. This is your reward, Drago. You Will keep you- saying that. Reunion. It's what you're doing for Ren right now. You're trying to give that to Robin and her. But while you're doing that, don't ignore what is in front of you. Okay. Keep an eye on us, yeah? I haven't stopped. You know what we're about to face. A bit. Any advice? Go for the throat. What do? Goodbye, old friend. I'm not going anywhere. And then I'll disappear. Yeah, and as soon as... <laughs> as soon as... Motherfucker. says I'm not going anywhere. Vroom, you're back in the material plane. You take your hands off the forge and you see in front of you is a final gift the shield marked with the symbols of Akiva laid out in front of you and when you lift that shield up you see something you see something that suggests that whilst Claude has not gone anywhere there are others that you have lost who continue to lend their strength to you lying in front of this shield of Akiva is a memory forged axe of Shadar. As a shield? 
nope, you've, there's a shield and then there is the axe on top of it as well. So there's a, there's a shield with a kiva marked on it and then there is a memory forged axe of Shader as well. Somewhere, somewhere, McBennett is cursing everything. Adding up all the goodies that, that Drago gets. I'd like uh. to just again point out that the horse is something he has as a spell, <laughs> not something I've given him. And Darren, from from me, from Sango deciding to walk away to mm-hmm. Drago then reappearing, uh, is this kind of dream world state? So it happens in a flash, and I, he, or is it like has time, time works a bit differently? Flash? I'd say you got to the bottom of the steps where all of a sudden you hear the flash of your brother come to, and you turn back around and can see that he's back in the material plane as well. Yeah, I'd I'd kind of jog back over and be about like ten feet away and be like, ah, I thought they were, thought there was something else for you to get. Um, glad I didn't do what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, sorry about this. And Drug is gonna hug him. Um, and in the process, as he's going in for the hug, Sangar's arms are gonna come up and just try and like. Uh, in front of his body, thinking like trying to get him like in a headlock, or try and arm lock him. But like, what, what is this? Uh, why yeah, is this happening? This is a, why? Sorry, yeah, yeah. Stop! You're squeezing. Breathe me. it in. <laughs> Apparently, this will make me feel better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Good. Um, well, choice. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Right, and Drago will clap the back. You hear a voice shout good out drills. from down below as you see the others are watching this. Ah, we're good. You don't need to try and do that to any of us. Just as a, just as an FYI. Yep, yep, yep. Fair enough. Uh, and then Drago is going to stare up into the sky mm-hmm. about the weapons. I'm okay. I've I've had enough of using my friends or my family's items. Uh, I'll make it on my own from here. The wind whistles and the axe and shield disappear as a moment of sunlight pierces through the dark clouds. Sorry, did you want them? You had the we sword. Could, like I know, but we could have sold them. I'm just saying. It's fine. It's uh, fine. It's fine. Nah. It's gone. It's gone. It's a thing. It's gone. It's fine. It's, you know, it's fine. But we've got sunlight. Sunlight, you know, it's fine. That'll do. That'll do. Sorry, Darren. It's okay. Where's my dead horse? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You left brood at the bottom of the mountain, though. If you so wish, you can spend 10 minutes spending a second level spell slot to cast him at the top of the mountain. Um, I really don't know how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Brood's never going to banish or anything like that. Like, it's a one-and-done spell in Jarko's mind. Like, Brood's just there. He's not going to usher him back. He don't know how to cast that. (laughs) Something to learn, perhaps. Just wait there, Rude. Don't go anywhere. And as you both come back down the steps into the cloisters, into the sanctum of the memory rooms, you all glance about at each other. You know that it will soon be time to make your way back down the mountain. 
to make your way to the foot of Dash Calderay, to the foot of this waterfall, to summon the teleportation circle. And as you think about making your way back down, it dawns on you, Drago. And it dawns on all of you. That's a battle, another battle for the fate of Aerith is about to begin. And that is where we're going to leave it for tonight's episode of The Fellowship of the Tabletop. Dun, 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 dun. Hot diggity damn, Darren. Damn, Darren, Darren. Oh, shit. Dungeons it's got and Darren. mightily testy. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, my We're better. Lord. You sure you don't want to have a go on the old uh, memory runes? It's dropping out loot like some Destiny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> legendary <laughs> mission. <laughs> like some kind of loot crate. <laughs> Randomized. Oh. And if you wanted to see inside Will's Luke Cave, all you have to do is find him on Twitter. <laughs> Which leads me to say thank you for tuning in, making us a party every day week. We love you for it. If you wanted to keep up to date with the podcast, you can do so on our main Twitter page, which is at Fellowship Table. And if you wanted to go one step further, follow us individually, you can do that too. I'm at Overholder1. Danny's at Total Party Thrills. Mark's at Hastily rolled DM. No longer Chungus is at Fellowship NPC PC. Big Willy Will is at I want some loot. No, natural 20 Will. At Loot Cave Will. And <laughs> if you wanted fans. to find. Oh, wow. There you go. Big cavernous Loot Cave. Oh. Cavernous <laughs> Loot Cave. <laughs> Unsatable Loot Cave. <laughs> Big Willy Will He's back to it I love Big Big Willy Will Sorry Darren That's okay I'm at Darren Page 06 Let's just say goodbye (laughs) Farewell everybody Farewell Farewell. 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 Farewell